All right, coming to you live from the FU Tony Podcasting Studio. This is Brothers Beers and Banter, starring myself, Tony, and my brother to my right, Mike. Say hello. Hello. And appearing for the first time is Adam. How's it going? Very good. All right. So this is our second official podcast. So we are fired up and ready to go. Uh, we are going to start off today. I know we left you on a big cliffhanger last time with the uh, Kenobi finale hanging over. So Adam here is not a Star Wars super fan as though myself and my brother are. But he's going to limp through it and uh, try and keep up. So, Damn, just pointing out your... Uh... Your shortcomings right out of the gate. Hey, you know, we're we're preparing the audience is what I like to call it. Setting expectations. <laughs> yeah. And just proving that I'm a disappointment. Okay. That's really what we just did right there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that anybody's ever put that into question, but you know, we're sure we're we're proving that point. Absolutely. The good news is I have seen, you know, the official Star Wars movies. My son asked me to watch them, so I watched half of them and scrolled Instagram for the other half. Oh, okay. So you're completely caught up then. Good talk. <laughs> well, as always, I defer to the resident Star Wars expert as to what you thought about the finale. I thought the finale was good. There's still a lot of repetitiveness to the Star Wars movies and the Star Wars shows. And um, one of the things I was thinking about since the last uh, podcast was how many times are we going to have a series where we have to save or rescue or babysit a child? Mandalorian. Now we got Obi-Wan, Bad Batch. Pretty sure that's a proven formula at this point. Um, if I had to guess, you know, money talks, and that's really what they're banking on is, okay, we know this works. We're just going to keep dialing that up. So It sounds like something very similar to what Mario did in the you know in the entire franchise there. Just save the princess over and over. Now we're just going to watch the child. Is that, I mean, is yeah. Star Wars just ripping off they're, Mario? They're different <laughs> children, but yeah, essentially, you know. Oh. So there's, I'm sure you've heard the baby Yoda of it all. He is a the child from the Mandalorian show. Princess Leia as a child is the main person that needs to get saved in this one, but she's also a child. It's a prequel to the original three movies that came out. So, All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah, there's definitely a pattern and, you know, it's... Small gripe. Formula type stuff. So, no, I get it. You know, it, like you said, it's better to have content <laughs> that we can nitpick than to not have any content at all. Yes. So. But the, the adult part of the show, you know, where Obi-Wan and Darth Vader go toe-to-toe, I thought it was pretty entertaining. You could pick it apart, say whatever you want to say, but uh, the part that I really liked was when Obi-Wan slashed through his helmet and... Oh, and left him half exposed? That was oh, badass. That was badass. <laughs> and it, it kind of filled in the gap between what happened on Mustafar and then when Luke in A New Hope pulls his dad's helmet off and he's got that big scar on the side of his face that like fills in that story gap on how he got that since he didn't get it when he was on Mustafar. Right, he got burned but he didn't get scarred like that. <laughs> right. My question was is how many fucking helmets does Darth Vader have? He's got enough. <laughs> Ask Kylo. 13. 13's yeah. the official no. number? 
No, Kylo had to fucking re-weld his one mask up. It, Kylo Ren's got one mask, and he yeah. had to weld that up. Darth Vader, he just he went back to the Bantha tank, and all of a sudden he's got a new helmet, shiny and new, which looks nothing like the one from New Hope. That's all oddly. That's what I was kind of hoping that they would do, is they would make it more like the one from A New Hope, which was, it wasn't even symmetrical, and it was all kind of, because that was the first movie that they made, so it wasn't all polished and pristine and everything. I, I was kind of hoping for that, but again, Small, that's small the, gripe. <laughs> yeah. What is a Banta tank? As you mentioned this, because obviously I have no idea. So you know, in the a new Bakta tank, Bakta tank. I'm sorry. See, I don't even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> um, in the original Star Wars movies, when uh, Luke is kind of in that big water tank. Okay. And gotcha. He's I do remember that. Yeah. That's the Bakta tank. So, okay. Cool. And that's what Vader is usually in when he's not force choking the shit out of people. That is a superpower I'd like to have. Yeah, that, that could be handy in multiple, multiple <laughs> scenarios. And it's showed up in multiple different things like the the Book of Boba Fett, which is another Disney Plus show. He's got one. So apparently these things aren't hard to come by and apparently not super expensive because everybody seems to have one. <laughs> True. But yeah, no, the uh, lightsaber battle was, you know super awesome the obi-wan kenobi spider-man moment where he pushes all the rocks off of him like a building like spider-man does you know like that was cool yeah it was good to see that he finally was able to like recover that part of his strength with the force and uh to shake his psyche yeah (laughs) yeah kind of like all at once you know in a very extreme situation i thought that was really cool the voice modulation between james earl jones and anna oh my uh, god that joygasm for sure yeah i was going back and forth between hayden christensen and james earl jones because his, his half mask his, was broke and okay. half so his it, helmet got cut off yeah and so it was going half in between one and half in between the other that was pretty that was a pretty solid moment as well and then telling obi-wan that he wasn't his failure that Darth Vader killed Anakin Skywalker, which really kind of rounds that up to what he says to Luke and A New Hope. There was a there was some interesting things too um, that I came across on the interwebs. the The next time or the last time that Obi Wan sees Luke and Leia, they're back together again before Vader strikes him down. Mm-hmm. So when you think about when you know Padme gives birth and then all that time passes and then finally in A New Hope he sees him. He looks two. over. Yeah, and two he sees seconds, him. and then yeah. he lets him strike him together. Yeah, uh, I thought that was interesting when you talk about him traveling back and forth between Tatooine. You know, the the adventures in this show with Leia. I think that's a pretty interesting thing the to point dynamic, out. Dynamic, yeah. I don't know. I the the whole thing with the Inquisitor going after Luke didn't didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Like, I get you know you're going after his offspring, but the way that she put that together so quickly, like there was a lot of there was a lot of threads to pull together for somebody that didn't know the reality of that situation to be like oh luke is vader's kid like somehow she put that together from a sketchy message that she saw on a broken hologram like seemed a little convenient well i'll back you one up even more very amazing that she survived a lightsaber right through, right through right yeah. through her yeah like no, no. so a lightsaber in all my ignorance i understand that a lightsaber is an insanely powerful weapon sure and she was able to survive one going through her Yes, from Vader. From Vader, of all people. Is this the point where I get to throw the bullshit flag? Yes. Okay, cool. (laughs) Tossed it. It's gone. Oh, that's what you're calling the bullshit flag on? Well, yeah, because I have no other basis to throw the bullshit flag on. I have a bullshit flag to throw. I'm going to throw it now. Not the fact that there are lightsabers or the Force or 
Yoda or <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no because, none I'm, of that. Well, is, because it all exists in that world, so you can rationalize sure those things yeah. that exist in that in and, that world. But I mean, as, realistically, you you don't, but you know full well. Darth Vader or Darth Maul gets cut in half, and somehow he survives. It, one little lightsaber through the gut. You can be cut in half and survive that, unless you're Qui Gon. Then you die right away. Yeah, Qui Gon d- died like a little oh. bitch. And oh. honestly, that's what I thought. This I I was waiting the whole show for that. You know, the training and the training with Qui Gon. Oh yeah. Like that's what I've been waiting since Revenge of the Sith. You know, like that that training between Obi Wan and Qui Gon Jinn, and then they do it in the, la- the last 10 seconds of the show like it like i thought that's what the whole show was gonna be wait a minute this is on disney plus right mm-hmm. correct and they're doing it it as in well, you just said they were doing it i don't understand <laughs> you know <laughs> little boom chicky bop wow no that's no. on uh disney after dark um oh. but no throwback to Nick Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. I was going to make an iCarly joke, but I'm not sure if she's overage yet. And, and the sure fact that is. you have to make that distinction probably means that you know, probably shouldn't. <laughs> and that sound that you ha- heard was uh, opening up one of our one of our title things, which is another beer. Uh, Adam, what do you got for us? So I am drinking a beer called the Hefty Weiss from Wild Un- Onion. Wow. Wild Onion Brewery. It's clearly a good beer if i got to stutter my way through it, right? Yeah, after so, one and a half of them. <laughs> you know what, man? It's been a long day. It's been a long day. All right. So it's uh, basically a revved up, you know, traditional Bavarian Hefenweiss. So a little bit of blue, a little bit of banana, a little bit of clove. Pretty good beer. It's real easy to drink, real smooth. And, uh, you know, local brewery around here. Got to support the locals. Yeah, I see that it's out of Lake Barrington, Illinois. So, um, but it's sold at most of the liquor stores, and I believe you bought it at a Woodman's. Yeah, I bought it at a Woodman's. Um, Woodman's I found has got an insane selection of you know craft beers, and they definitely have a section you know where you can support the local brewery. So it's where I have a tendency to shop. That is also where I picked up the uh, beer that my brother is drinking, which is a. It is one of my favorite. Beers. It is the Noon Whistle Seasonal Gummy Apocalypse. It is a New England IPA, so a little juicy, hazy mix. Uh, pretty hefty, 8.2% alcohol, uh, made by a company down in Lombard. Lombard, yeah. yeah another local. Yeah. Been down to that brewery a few times. I think the last time I went down there, I picked up like eight cases for you. Yep. Yeah, now now they're kind of distributing all over, so they're not as difficult to come by anymore. Yeah. So um, yeah, they're they're delicious, and uh, hopefully the next gummy series will be coming out soon. I think it's uh, Squishies next, but uh, they run in rotation and season. And yeah. I'll be sad when this one uh, when this one's out of season because it's my favorite. And like I said, I picked that up at Woodman's too. So local breweries are supported by Woodman's. Uh, I am drinking something that's. I'm betting heavily that's not local and is also not beer. I am drinking a Cider Boys uh, hard cider, an apple cider. Um, Cider Boys. Not super into the IPAs or the craft beers. Um, Or any regular beers for that matter. I drink Miller Lite, but... uh, Heffenweizen's a normal beer. Okay. You said, we said beer, then you recanted with Miller Lite. I don't... 
Oh, so, yeah, that, I mean, so, yeah. so that's where we're going with that's it. That's where we're going. <laughs> you, I, I, you guys I, drink something that's a little bit stronger than a Miller Lite, and all of a sudden we're beer snobs. Well, over. Miller Lite's <laughs> a little bit stronger than a water. It, so, yeah. I mean, I would accept your cider before I would accept the Miller Lite. Um, Agreed. Well, yeah. That uh, $14 for a 30-pack of Miller Lite versus $12 for a four-pack of one of your beer. <laughs> oh, we are all grown up and professionals. Come on now. We can afford good beer these days. Let's let's not uh, let's not get crazy here. You guys might be a little bit more grown up than I am. <laughs> I don't know. As I sit down here in this amazing studio and I look around and I see all this fantastic art. And I mean, like... Tony, this, this place is amazing. I mean, just the stuff you've got on the walls is absolute next level stuff. Thanks, I mean, man. I'm seeing, I see Hulk, I see, you know, Deadpool, I got Wolverine and Deadpool with one of them. Come on, we know those guys get along great. Um, you know, Venom. I mean, this is fantastic in here. Uh, so, uh, thanks, man. It's, uh, it's a long time in the making. A long, uh, I mean, some of this stuff I picked up from conventions and stuff when I was 17, 18. So it's all, it's all been uh, collected over the last almost 20 years. So it's nice to have a place where I can actually display all of this. And Well, it's just incredible. I mean, the fact that you've you know, cultivated this over the last 20 years and be able to put it on display is absolutely insane. I mean, then to be able to put, you know, these types of topics together in a podcast with in this environment, absolutely unreal. Like, you've really got to, you know, I know you've set up the Instagram, everything's going out there with the socials, you know, out there at FU20 Podcast. You should definitely be throwing up some of this artwork out there. You know, let people see your collection. It's absolutely amazing down here. Well, that is, uh, once the podcasts start actually getting, you know, set up and people are listening to them, that's the uh, goal is to cultivate the social media and kind of show them the studio and the walls around it and let people know, you know, what, where we are. And like I said, we'll be, our uh, social media presence will be growing. So this has all kind of come about in the last week or so. So I've got I've got my work ahead of me. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, something I've been wanting to do for quite some time. And anything else on Kenobi that uh, really drove you wild or? I well, mean, I know we were still like on the hating part of it. And you were talking about Reva's like. Yeah, the Inquisitor weird. thing, like that weird drop off. Like, there, like the last episode really didn't have anything you know, Inquisitor-wise, and I thought that that was... I think what they tried to do is buy back her um, redemption, so to speak, but I felt it was, like, super out of place. And even her getting involved with Vader and the other Inquisitors, where, like, the whole her whole thing was like, oh, this was a trap. I'm going to go kill a bunch of other people and kids so that I could get revenge on Anakin for killing a bunch of kids and other people. That whole part like didn't add up for me a lot. And so when you got to the part where she's finding the information about where Luke is and then she gets to Tatooine and does her thing there and then she's like basically forgiven at the end. Like that whole trope didn't really add up for me and I didn't they should have just ended it with her dying and left her character dead. Dead and yeah, Just because done with she it. essentially dies at the end of the episode anyways, doesn't she? Like, as she gives Luke back to, to Owen, doesn't she kind of collapse? I didn't give that impression. I didn't get that impression. So you she- think she survived after that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Maybe I misread that, but uh, I, I think don't know. it was her crying because she was redeemed, and they had a moment with Obi-Wan, and then he's like, oh, you could be a good person now, and she's like, oh, okay, I'm kind of ble- I'm kind of bleeding internally, you know, <laughs> but... Maybe... I- Maybe they just put her back in one of those tanks I can't pronounce. Yeah. yeah. The Bantha tank. That thing. Of Bakta. Bak- 
Knocked out. Banta, banter. I don't know what's going on here. No, Put even, her in the tank. No, Feel better. You're mispronouncing it. But uh, no, I, it's. Yeah, I think she should have died with Vader. I think that that would have been more of a redemption story is her actually trying to go up against him than instead of, oh, I'm going to go up against him, lose. Now I'm going to go kill his kid. Just it, kidding. Yeah, now I'm going to change my mind last minute after he's completely unconscious and I could cut him in half, you know, but ah, you know what? I've I've come this far. Screw it. No. <laughs> you know, it, that kind of fell flat for me too. It, and <coughs> yeah, I mean... I think the lightsaber battle, the half helmet, I think it made up for all that other stuff where it might have fallen a little flat. I think just the fact that you have that and that visual of him with half a helmet, the yeah. the voice modulation, I think I think that makes up for any other shortcomings the show has. Like just that moment is probably all I'm going to remember from this series and that, right. I think that's enough. Yeah. And I promised myself I wouldn't get overly like critical, picky and critical about the stories and the continuation and like you're talking about Vader's helmet in A New Hope versus his now, and yeah. it is what it is. That's just you, movie magic back in the time compared to what it is today. Right, you're never going to fix that. I think it would have just been a nice callback, not the, not the design, but just a callback to that because I think that that's been I think that's been discussed on enough places where if they would have done that, I think it would have been appreciated by the the hardcore fans. You know. Okay, so uh, Mike, I'm really sorry to interrupt with you here. But you're talking about the hardcore fans of Star Wars, right? So we've talked about the self-healing B-tanks, whatever the hell those things are called. Can we talk about something that's maybe a little bit, I don't know, not 1976? Maybe we don't need to watch 30 years of stuff and we can you know, just come right. I don't know. Let's talk about the boys or something like that. Sounds good. Let's move on to the boys. The boys. All right. Well, we definitely have a lot of content to cover on the boys. We've never talked about that before, but uh, I think we'll start at the last episode because Hero Gasm was a masterpiece of Amazon cinema. Um, Adam, this is your first time on the show. Why don't you start us off with... Uh, your four-page list of uh, stuff that you forgot at home. <laughs> All right. So for everybody out there, um, <laughs> one of us down here in the uh, the FU Tony, you know, podcast studios, definitely has a bit of OCD. Definitely prepares for everything, and then completely fucks themselves by leaving all of their notes at home. Super prepared. <laughs> if I was at home, um, so I completely fucked that up. Yeah. No biggie. But, we'll just have to go off of memory. Yeah, I don't remember anything. It was 4.45 this morning when I watched that while I was on the treadmill. Um, the only thing that I really remember was a weird snaky cock from Herogasm at the beginning there, uh, oh. which was just crazy. Um, I put that up there with the Force. I feel like that's something that I could also, you know, maybe a superpower I'd like to have. Force skin? <laughs> oh, <laughs> the Force skin. I like that. There you go. All, All right. right. That is... Uh, the mental image that I have in my head right now is beyond words. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna, yeah. All right. Well, it, it, wow. <laughs> so, um, I think we got a little bit of a crossover event going. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, the the boys, so, the boys, and Obi Wan. <laughs> so I don't know anything about Obi Wan, and Homelander's a complete and total piece of shit but i think you take obi-wan I, I do i think you take him well it depends on which force ability that they're making up this week so he can have all the force <laughs> abilities he can have all of them except for the force skin ability he can't have that one um just strangle fucking homelander yeah. with it but i mean so 
That's right. So Homelander, I mean, we can go back to that whole, you know, like, you know, force joke. You don't, that could be a lot of fun. Moving moving on from Star Wars. <laughs> but there's a lot of crossover here. Um, so we saw Homelander taking on Soldier Boy, mm-hmm. taking on, you know, Butcher, taking on Huey, mm-hmm. and then also had M.M. in there. I mean, it, and they're all on, you know, their their temporary V. M.M. is technically not on M- or not on their temporary yeah, V. Right, he's, he's not yet because he doesn't want to cross the lines. He's got all the honor with his dad and everything else. I yeah. get all that. Cool. Give me an opportunity to have superpowers for 24 days. I don't give a shit what my dad ever said to me. I'm giving it a whirl. I'd do it for 20 minutes if somebody offered it to me. Oh, you're going to have a hangover for three weeks, but for 20 minutes you get to tear shit up. I'd do it. <laughs> Right, and if I have no repercussion, go ahead. I'll tie myself off. Let's do this. You know, but man, it and Homelander still got away. Come on now. See, the only thing that I I would hesitate on that one is it ain't guaranteed what you're getting. Like Huey teleports and seems to have some kind of he's strength, re- but he's really good at getting naked quickly. He's super good at getting naked. Starlight's got to love that. Super good at getting other people naked because when he teleported her, her clothes stayed too. <laughs> so I be in my first episode. Sure. On episode number 2. How awesome is that ability to be able to teleport and your clothes and whoever you grabs comes off? Could we also talk about the disappointment of how that we got to see everybody naked in Herogasm except for Starlight? I think if you did a little internet searching, I'm sure you could find something. But You kind of can from far away when they're at the car. Yeah, but it's not the same. Uh, it leaves a little to the imagination. Well, I mean, they, they didn't. They went everywhere else with the episode, right? They showed absolutely everything. I mean, in the episode before that, we had, you know, Kiko stabbing people in the throat with dildos. That's true. A lot I, of, a lot but of, that's uh, where they're going to draw the line? The seven dildos. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they draw the line at you don't really see the seven naked. Or the main characters. Yeah. You don't see... Which, I don't know. Like, it, I mean, can we talk about the amount of uh, frontal male nudity in uh, TV now? Like, I, I have a rule, just so you guys know. Anytime there's a dick on screen, it's going to be a good show. Good movie. Did, I also think if you're going to start an entire season out... Of a show, and there's going to be a dick on screen in the first five minutes that somebody says, I want you in me, and then they go through the tip of the dick, and then poof, oops, I sneezed. Come on now. Yes. All right. Well, I mean, not boys related, but did you see the Pam and Tommy show? I mean, no. On Hulu? No. On Hulu. Oh, I, I haven't watched that yet, but I really want to because I'm going to yeah, be honest with yeah. you. I'm jealous of Tommy, and Pam was kind of like a spank bank item for me when I was yeah, young. Yeah, but you like live through this in real time. Why do you no. want to watch it all over again? I mean, it oh, was... Come on. I watched it. I watched the whole thing. It was it was entertaining, but the, the part that got me was they, at one point, Tommy starts talking to his dick, and then his dick starts talking back to him. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, I'm never going to watch it, so I don't care. <laughs> so, so they have a whole scene where the two of them are talking, and uh, it it was fucking funny. Like, And obviously it's prosthetic, and you know nowhere in that entire show do you ever actually see Stan, uh, Sebastian Stan's dick. But it's still pretty funny to see how i mean that's on hulu for christ's sakes like that's a disney property and there is full frontal male nudity all over that thing you've never had a conversation with your dick i've never had it answer back to me okay 
That's why I'm, you need the V. <laughs> me either. I mean, are, are you talking about, no? I mean, since we're talking specifically about dicks right now in conversation, and you're talking about the boys, are we talking about, you know, the V, or are we talking about Viagra at this point? No uh, plugs. Wah, wah. Walker, walker, walker. You know what? I'm going to take the cheap <laughs> jokes. I'm going to take the cheap jokes. It is what it is. What kind of trash podcast is this turned into? That's fucking hacky you bullshit. Yeah. You're, you're, no. you're better than that. Come on. <laughs> My parents would disagree. Okay, can I just comment, though, how much of an amazing actor Anthony Starr is as Homelander? I mean, that- I mean, he can go from, like, zero to a hundred, like, instantly. It's amazing. You can watch him have moments to where he's completely defeated, and then he comes back as just an absolute alpha seconds later. Yeah. It's incredible. It's literally like he's able to flip a switch. I mean, there are scenes where you start not to hate him so much, and then ten seconds later, it's oh, oh, that, that's right, we do hate him again. <laughs> right? Oh, he is a terrible, terrible being. Yes, absolutely. I'm now reminded. Absolutely. And then ten seconds later, you're right. You're back. And I'm like, man, I feel, kind of feel bad for this guy. I mean, he had a whole Smeagol moment in this episode where he's talking to himself in a mirror. Talk, you know, I'll get you through this. You know, it. I mean, it. It's. It's dialing up a lot of hero tropes, you know, like obviously he's a, you know, huge influence on that character has got to be Superman. But I mean, like you have so many different things influencing that, you know, that the take on that character. But yeah, I mean, the I can't remember which something just came out. Oh, it's a, it was a Marvel show that just came out. It was called Moon Knight, like same kind of thing like the guy had a split personality and you know one would take over when the other one couldn't handle it so i mean like he's he's pulling on a lot of superhero tropes that you know have been done before but the fact that they're going so so hard to the paint with this is it this episode like i haven't been super engaged this season but this episode drew me right back in like i I think the starlight, you know, really kind of dropping the bombshell at the end, you know, the herogasm of it all, you know, the guy getting blown yeah. by a fucking squid. <laughs> like, well, that was an octopus, not a squid. They're, they're similar, so, but I'm, I'm sorry, my uh, Jesus. I mean, I the deep was definitely know. deep in that octopus, though. <laughs> Um, or when Homelander made him eat the octopus. Oh my God, was that not the oh. most brutal thing ever? And then you <laughs> no saw like the move. three the three pieces of like this black blood like rolling down that, his chin. The ink. <laughs> oh my God! And then you've got that uh, was probably the most uncomfortable scene I've ever seen. <laughs> so, all right. So full disclosure, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I definitely the only time that I ever get any time to myself is on the treadmill, and that's whenever I watch you know television. Sure. You know, so Me that's too. whenever I watch that. <laughs> I'm just a fat guy trying to be skinny, man. Here's what it is. All right. So as I'm watching this, I literally had to step off the running treadmill. And I was walking, not running. Let's be honest with everybody here. And had to be like, what the fuck? Why would you? And his wife is sending him a text, eat the octopus. And what the octopus name was, what, Thomas? <laughs> and I'm literally like, I step off the treadmill as it's moving. And I'm literally having a moment for Thomas because I'm like, there's no way he's going to do this. Oh, my God. Because just before that, he was having the scene where he was with his wife, you know, and they were doing adult things. And Thomas is clearly, you know. Egging him on, rooting him, the, you know, uh, telling him, hey. Inspiration. <laughs> yeah, get it, buddy. Um, but, I mean, like, that was an uncomfortable moment for me, you know, watching it. 
I think it was a uncomfortable moment for him too. <laughs> like, uh, for Thomas or for Deep? Yes, all Both. of the above. <laughs> right? Oh my God, that's just crazy. It seemed not uncomfortable for his wife, which was weird. Uh, that whole that whole storyline is. I'm waiting for that to come to a head at some point because yeah, that's just a weird sandwich right there. <laughs> so one of the one of the things that amazes me about the boys is you can have such a ridiculous content of unrealistic bullshit and in the same show you can have this like very serious like real life this echoes like you know some real life stuff that's going on in the world today and to balance it without going like super goofy and super like outrageous so that you know it outweighs the negates the other one right like that's I think that's really difficult to pull off, and I think they're doing a pretty good job. I mean, whoever's writing this is uh, the amount of things that they've thrown in the last just couple episodes is unreal. Because we're we're touching on how if you control the media, you control the narrative. True. We're touching on the power of you know social media with Starlight. You know, there at the end, going on to Instagram with her forty-seven gajillion followers, or however much that was. Well, I mean, that's been the main focus of the whole season is you know Homelander trying to get his approval rating up and all that yeah. stuff. So, yeah. so I mean, and you know, we we've touched on you know racism with the whole Black Hawk A Train thing. You know, we've touched on all of these multiple different things. You know, that are just oh, the dragging unreal. that guy, dragging that guy behind him, and you know, essentially lynching him like that. So that was that was brutal and. The, I don't know. Do you guys think he survives that, or you think his heart exploded? And he's... I think his heart exploded because I think that there's no way that you can put that into the into the episode without there being a major consequence. Because he really decided to stand up against you know the racism there. The Black Hawk was thrown out there. Not only that, but you also hit on the family piece where you know he's fucked up his brother. Blue Hawk, Black Hawk, Blue Hawk, Black Hawk. My bad. It was four forty five, and I was on a treadmill. I just don't want you to tarnish the name of the Black Hawk channel there. They do other shit wrong. <laughs> yeah, they got their own problems. <laughs> oh, Chicago sports makes an appearance. Um, but, you know, I mean, like, yeah, I, I do. I think that that was... I, I don't think that A-Train can come back from that. I think he's dead. I think I would, he knew the consequence. I would like him to be dead. Like, I think... I mean, like you said, if if he survives that, then the consequence of what he did means almost nothing. Like, and that character, you have a speedster character that no longer runs like Homelander's been digging into him all season saying you're, you know, you're putting on weight. You can't fucking run anymore. What are you even doing here? Absolutely. And knocking him on his that, coffee drinks. That is a valid, valid question. How can you be part of the, this world's justice league? If you essentially have no powers, like, yeah, you can run, but the next time you run will be the last time you run and your heart will explode. Well, then you're really not part of the team anymore. You're just your dead weight that we're carrying. So as the show goes on, I think this was a good time to end his arc and essentially move on from that. Because as far as the seven goes at this point, you've already lost point. You lost him. You lost the guy that they did in the show. Um, the guy yeah, that, oh, that was uh, supersonic. Yeah, the, the boy band guy. Right, yeah. the boy band guy. Yeah. So you already Turns killed out. him. So you're down to five. Noir just took off because Homelander, or because he's being hunted by Soldier, Soldier boy. boy. So Starlight just said, "I quit." So you're down to four. They essentially killed off Maeve because I think Homelander killed her and but she's in rehab so you're down to three so you've got the deep Homelander and mm, that's I'm, it that's I'm all that struggling I remember to find the last one who is that other guy 
clearly highly rememberable character. Right. So. Whoever's <laughs> writing him, stop. Right. So basically it's the deep Ed Homelander at this point. And Homelander, I think the only reason he brought the deep back was just to dig it at Starlight because he <laughs> she blew him in the first season. Oh, yeah. But not, not only that, but I mean, he's such a weak, controllable character. Right. And based on you know, Homelander's insecurities and narcissism, I mean, you, you have to have somebody that, you know, you can control. Hence putting, uh, who's the redhead girl that I can't ever remember her name. She pulls her own hair out all the time. Now she's the CEO. Uh, yeah, exactly. Jessica or something like, some, like you said, unmemorable. Right, who cares? Like that got her position of power because like eight other people died. Right. <laughs> so when are we going to bring um, Natasha slash Victoria, right? When are we going to bring her over to, you know, pop homeowner's head? Let's just get that shit done with. That's, you know, a good point because obviously she's... She is plotting against him at this point because she tried to recruit Starlight to her side against him. Um, so, yeah. I, but it also begs the question, could she? You know, is Homelander too powerful for her to pop his head? You know, because obviously she fears Real, real quick, Stormfront. That's another one we lost. Oh, yeah, because, yeah. Was she one She of, was the Nazi woman. Yeah, she bit her own tongue to kill herself. one of the seven, though? Yeah. Yeah. Because she replaced Translucent, I think. Yeah, because he died in season one where Huey fucked him up. Starlight replaced Translucent. Oh, no. We have controversy at the table. Oh, God. We're going to have to go to the Google. Because that's why they needed somebody else is because Translucent was dead. So that's why Starlight got recruited to the sub. Then how did Stormfront come in? Uh, That would have been when they dropped the deep because he had to go away because... He she, wanted to join a cult. Because she blew him, and uh, she made that public, and so he had to go away for PR reasons. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, because it, really the undertone of the entire series has been, if you control the media, you control the world. Yeah. This, it's fantastic. It's so relatable. So what didn't they have that, so the event that Supersonic was picked up in, they were supposed to pick two people. So the Deep so, came back as one yeah, and then be- Supersonic was the seventh. Starlight wanted the girl that was oh, I don't remember her name. This is this is in my four page notes that I forgot at home because I'm a terrible person. So there were two. There was one that uh, was like uh, Middle Eastern, and then I think there was a black girl too. So yeah, I the think black girl wasn't going to get it. It was a Middle Eastern girl that Starlight wanted because of you know she saved X amount of people because sure. Starlight's good, right? Because she actually was trying to be a superhero and not just get on tv and that so but i think the reason that they brought they had two spots open was because obviously um what's her name um the one that you just brought up the nazi lady stormfront stormfront yeah stormfront obviously they couldn't have her part of the seven anymore because uh shit goes south when people find out you're a nazi uh (laughs) well i mean there's not only that but there's also the whole fact that she was I, mean, I hate to be the guy that keeps bringing up the sexual stuff. I really do. But it's really, really charged in the boys. She definitely jerked off Homelander with the one hand she had left. Uh, she gave half a handy until he got soft on it. Like, that really didn't... Uh, <laughs> she didn't finish him off. She definitely didn't do you it know to what? completion. So it's... And really, I think her hand was there and he did most of the work. Potato, potato. But... No. I'll argue that one because if you just put it in your wife's hand while she's sleeping, is she really giving you a handy or are you, <laughs> you know, like, uh... you're not married to my wife. That's a one way ticket or one way ticket to being dead. Um, for me, at least. Yeah. 
I mean, she treats me differently, but you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not married to her. You're right. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but on the other side of it too, though, is how miserable do you have to be in your life? And don't get me wrong. Basically being a one-armed vegetable given half handies is pretty miserable and to, to bite your own tongue off so that you bleed to death. And to be a Nazi on top of all that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, that's icing. You know, you're just, you're just a miserable person from the get go. But right. uh, yeah, yeah. To when you realize that you can't even be useful enough to give Homelander a handy, where he just walks away from. <laughs> Talking about a blow to the psyche. Yeah. Well, realistically, she should have just died. I thought she was dead at the yeah. end of last so, the last season, and then they brought her back for her Darth Vader moment. Um, <laughs> Oh, man, references I don't get for a thousand, Alex. You know he burned up, so that's what she was. She was all burned up and lost most of her limbs. <laughs> right. So, now, another thing that I just wasn't 100% sure of. So, when whenever Homelander shows up at Herogasm, mm-hmm. and he steps on the little dude, mm-hmm. was that the same guy from episode one that, you know, blew up his uh, boyfriend from the inside out? Because I think he learned his lesson after blowing somebody, you know what I mean? Termite, I think his name was. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Termite. Termite. Might have been. I don't know, because then they put him in jail because they put him in the bag of coke or whatever. I thought they they ended up putting him in jail or something. Like, they ascertained him instead of killing him because Huey told Butcher and the team not to kill him. So I know Termite got caught up with the coke and all that stuff, but I don't think he went to jail or anything. So at the end, when he when Homelander flies in and lands, he steps on Termite and kills him. Okay, so being trapped in a bag of Coke at that size doesn't kill you? I mean, I'm thinking that's a recipe for overdose instantly. But he's a soup. He's definitely a soup. Okay, well, I mean, I get that's a soup, but I mean, how much... If you have, let's say, five grams per pound... Let's be honest here. This kid's in a... He, he's in a baggie filled with Coke breathing. Life. But the other <laughs> thing would be all you would have to do to circumvent that a little bit is just go to normal size. You know, he's... He's an Ant-Man-esque type character, so he grows in... Ah, another superhero. Okay, you said it. Okay, so now we're we're comparing, you know, the boys to to Marvel, okay? So now Soldier Boy, not to be confused with Soldier Boy, the rapper, is also an obvious knockoff of Captain America with just way shittier powers. All the way down to, if you remember, who was it that tried to pick up the shield? There was uh, somebody tried to pick up the shield in there. Huey. Huey, Huey tried yeah. to pick up the shield and couldn't do it, which is a Thor. more of a, yeah, that's definitely a Thor thing, not a Captain America It thing. is, but it also if you think back to, and I don't remember the exact movie here, so I'm going to get crucified by these two in a second, especially Tony. Just but yeah. there was a shot, <laughs> there was a scene to where Captain America was able to pick up Molnir for just a second and decided to let Thor have his moment. He Am I right on that? He didn't he, fully pick it he up. He wiggled it. He kind of rocked it, and that was during Age of Ultron, um, right. where they're all trying to pick it up. He rocks it and then doesn't actually pick it up. But in you know Endgame, towards the end of that movie, Captain America's swinging that motherfucker everywhere. Like he's picking it up. He's right, you know, absolutely. He's beating the shit out of everybody. So, so and he actually is the one that returns it back in the timeline. So. Apparently, Captain America is worthy to do whatever Thor does. So, yeah, I mean, you're right, but 
at the same time, like, I don't know, it doesn't Soldier Boy fly? I haven't seen him do anything but, you know, like, snort, you know, but like uppers the, and But, like, the flashback, people. like, during, you know, when they're, like, mm-hmm. before he's No, because he has to get back, he has to get on a plane to get back to America from Russia. Is yeah. that what it was? Okay. Yeah. I thought, like, during that he was flying or something like that, but I guess it's just super strength. And now, after all the Winter Soldier training he's got. Um, <laughs> right. He, sure, Noble being stuck up his ass? Yeah. Yeah, he can radiate and, you know, basically atomic bomb whatever he wants. And that negates Soup's powers because that's what happened to Kamiko. Right. Like he got, he blasted her and she lost her powers. Yeah. Which obviously she was ecstatic about. And then you have the whole thing with Frenchie, you know, to where they kiss, he disappears, he gets picked up by Nina. You know, obviously all that shit goes on. So, you know, I mean, that's... An interesting arc, too. I mean, because that whole thing has been playing out, you know, to where those two have been getting closer and closer and closer. And then finally they kiss. And now, obviously, he doesn't know how to deal with that. Well, I think they're, the, the boys, their situation runs parallel to the seven. So as the seven's getting destroyed and broken up and people are dying, so are the boys. Yeah, that's definitely, they're and, getting, because Starlight and Huey aren't going to be together anymore. I mean, because he that can't was seem pretty to, clear. Yeah, yeah he she's off. pissed. Starlight and Huey are done. I think MM and, MM and Butcher are definitely done after that, mm-hmm. you know, and hence Huey and MM are done. So you've got like three factions at this point. You've got MM and Starlight, you've got Huey and Butcher, and then you've got Frenchie and Kamiko, and they're all way going separate ways. Like they're, so yeah, I think it's like you said, it's a, just a parallel to the seven and, you know, the boys, they're all at the more that they hurt the other one, the more that they split themselves apart. Damn it. You make a lot of sense. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want that to make sense, but it makes sense. And I didn't even think about that until he said it. And then I just piggybacked off of it. So that one really came out of him. <laughs> don't, don't give credit to Mike. Come on, man. That was, it's true. It's the real deal. <sighs> this guy. Hey, I, my entire life I've been giving credit to him for all the shit that I do. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. He's my older brother. Uh, man, brother. so obviously I'm the odd guy out. I'm not the brother. Apparently I'm the banter. Uh, but I'm pretty good at beer, so that's all right. <laughs> but, you know, so, I mean, what do you think's next? I mean, obviously, you know, we got a little bit more of the boys going and season four's been picked up. Oh, Can yeah. we also talk about the Crimson Countin- Countess oh, and the mean- OnlyFans reference why Seth Rogen is definitely rubbing one out? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, the OnlyFans, the cam girl of her. Uh, at $19 a minute? Yeah. That, I did the math on that on my paperwork that I left at home because I'm a <laughs> failure. Uh, Mom, you're right. Um, but it worked out to be like 300 and some odd dollars. It was absurd how much money you know had gone into this 20-minute session. And- Let me see your phone real quick. You got the you got that on there now? I'm trying to... Trying to get get some extra money on the side. <laughs> Here's the deal, man. My OnlyFans is simply feet. I just got a good big toe. That's all I got to offer. That's all you need. Hey, That's all you yeah, need. There's an audience for everything. Nope. <laughs> Turns out middle-aged men with a, you know, a big I thought, toe. I, I thought it was even funnier when uh, Butcher comes in and tackles her off the bed. <laughs> that was <laughs> great. Whoa, wait, wait, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> and then he finishes and then it he anyway. finishes yeah. because he's too far into it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll my God, that was awesome. I mean, at that at that price per minute, you got to finish. Yeah, I think uh, you, he reached the point of overturn at that point. And regardless of whatever <laughs> happened on that screen, it was going Right? <laughs> oh, my God, that was crazy, though. I mean, I thought that was hilarious how they decided to. I mean, it's all the little 
the little things that are going on in the world, they keep, you know, shoving in there. I mean, and obviously OnlyFans is a juggernaut, you know, topic right now. So throwing that in there, I thought was hilarious as well. Yeah, just that and him beating the shit out of, what was it, gunpowder and, you know, just (laughs) trampling the fucking NRA guy. (laughs) I also, so I'm a big car fan. I was so excited to see that Challenger get cut in half because it was a V6 (laughs) model. Uh, You know, I mean, it was just, what the fuck? so that was awesome for me personally. Yeah, yeah, that it, it it definitely it raises a lot of questions with Butcher and you know his entire story arc of hating soups and then becoming one to it, it just it's a weird like I said it's uncomfortable because you know it's tearing him apart inside but it's he sees it as a means to an end but it's still it's super hypocritical and you're becoming the thing you hate and all that kind of stuff so. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a but, great show. I love the writing. I love the acting. Like you said, Anthony Starr as Homelander is you know by far I think the the best acting out of the bunch. But I mean Butcher that like that guy's great in like damn near everything he does. Like that he is so underrated as an actor. You know you've got him in everything from Star Trek to he was in Thor Ragnarok. Like that guy's been in a billion things. Like he's got range. Oh, man. Here I go making myself sound dumb again. It's like a skill set. So he was in Thor Ragnarok as well? Yeah, he was the, um, uh, what you call it, the uh, executioner. So he was the one that helped uh, Hela, and he was he was the yes. guy swinging yes, around he was. the big uh, axe. Skag or something like that? What Scourge. It? Scourge. Yes. Yeah. Got so it. Okay. He was Scourge. Um, he'd done a lot of stuff, and I think he's just super underrated. But I think that's all the time we have for tonight. Um we are going to uh, wrap this episode up of Brothers Beers and Banter. Thank you, Adam, for coming. I appreciate you doing that. Mike, yeah. as always, uh, good times. And uh, yeah, we will see you on the next uh, next podcast when we will be reviewing Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness after Adam has had a chance to actually watch it. Okay, hold on. It's not my fault, okay? My son wants to watch it with us. That's perfectly normal. So, you know what? I, I, I'm being blocked by my son here. This is not on me. It's on my son. Please. I mean, don't blame this on me. That is a weak, weak excuse. You know, you, you, get, you're, you're, you gotta take some ownership here. Your Adam. son is running your household, and wow. that's the excuse that you're coming up with and leaving, leaving here. That's you know, what you're gonna leave the podcast with today is that your son made you not watch it no that, that's how you're leaving this. what i'm gonna leave the podcast with is a little <laughs> nugget of knowledge for all the parents out there any opportunity you have to blame your children that is not gonna have a negative repercussion on them take it oh take I'm, that I'm sending your blame. Ki- give it to I'm, him i'm sending your kid the link <laughs> oh man oh god he's gonna have to hear me talk about penises again yeah, that's yeah. all right. It won't be the last time. It's the birds and the bees talk you never wanted to have with them. Oh, so. man. Having a 13-year-old, <laughs> I don't know about this birds and the bees thing. It's far more complicated than that these days. <laughs> all right. Well, that uh, concludes our episode, and uh, we'll see you next time.